Hi there, we are International Humanitarian Crisis Awareness Society, a youth-led nonprofit organization dedicated to raising awareness for global humanitarian issues. This is our podcast channel, so enjoy. I'm Leona. Welcome back to another iCast podcast episode. Today, Taniksha and I will be talking about the Armenian-Azerbaijan War. We hope you'll learn something new and share it with those around you. So first things first, I'll let Taniksha start by giving us some background information on the two countries involved in this conflict before we move on to the cause. All right, let's get right into it. Armenia and Azerbaijan are two bordering countries rich in history and culture. However, the vast majority of Armenia's population is Christian, whereas most Azerbaijan citizens are Muslim. Both countries were previously occupied by the Soviet Union, which is where a lot of the blame for this conflict rests with. Joseph Stalin, the former Soviet leader, placed the mostly Armenian-populated region of Nagorno-Karabakh into Azerbaijan after conquering the region. And while neither Armenia nor Azerbaijan were pleased, both sides have not attempted to annex the territory for decades. However, the enclave of Nagorno-Karabakh continues to escalate the geopolitical conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan. For the time being, the United Nations still recognizes Nagorno-Karabakh as part of Azerbaijan's territory. Yep, and this ongoing conflict continues to draw international concern and criticism. Firstly, we're going to talk about the occupation of Nagorno-Karabakh by the Russian Empire. The Russian Empire consolidated its power over the now-dissolved Karabakh Khanate following the Treaty of Gulistan in 1813 and the Treaty of Turkmenke in 1828. In the early 1920s, following the end of World War I and the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, the new Soviet rulers established the Nagorno-Karabakh autonomous region within the Soviet Socialist Republic of Azerbaijan, with an ethnic Armenian majority as part of their divide and rule policy in the region. Russia acquired the region in 1813, and in 1923, the Soviet government established it as an autonomous oblast of the Azerbaijan SSR, with an Armenian majority. Detached from the Armenian SSR to the west by Karabakh range, Nagorno-Karabakh thus became a minority enclave within Azerbaijan. During the decades of Soviet rule, the region developed quietly. Nonetheless, ethnic Armenians in Nagorno-Karabakh began lobbying for the transfer of their blast to Armenian jurisdiction in 1988. Both the Azerbaijan SSR and the Soviet government were vehemently opposed to this demand. Ethnic tensions between Armenians and Azerbaijanis escalated due to the issue. When Armenia and Azerbaijan gained independence from the collapsing Soviet Union in 1991, Armenians and Azerbaijanis in the enclave went to war. Now we're going to cover some history. So the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict is an ethnic and territorial conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan over the disputed region of Nagorno-Karabakh and seven surrounding districts. And as, as of when the conflict began, it has its origins in the early 20th century. However, the present conflict began in 1988, when it was demanded that Karabakh be transferred from Soviet Azerbaijan to Soviet Armenia by the Karabakh Armenians. 
Adding on to that, the conflict later escalated to a full-scale war in the early 1990s. There was a ceasefire signed in 1994, which provided two decades of relative stability, which later significantly deteriorated, while Azerbaijan's frustrations with the status quo were increasing, contrary to Armenia's efforts to cement it. Up until the 2020 conflict, a four-day escalation in April 2016 was the deadliest ceasefire violation, and the fighting stopped with a ceasefire agreement on November 10, 2020. Azerbaijan was returned most of their territories lost during the first Nagorno-Karabakh War, and the president of Azerbaijan, Ilham Aliyev, claimed the conflict had ended. Now we're going to discuss the Soviet era. During this time, the predominantly Armenian-populated region was governed as an autonomous oblast within the Azerbaijan SSR. The question of Nagorno's Karabakh status reemerged while the Soviet Union began to disintegrate during the late 1980s and on February 20, 1998. A resolution requesting transfer of the oblast from the Azerbaijan SSR to the Armenian SSR was passed by the Parliament of Nagorno-Karabakh Autonomous Oblast. The request was rejected several times and ethnic violence began shortly after with a series of pogroms between 1988 and 1990 against Armenians in Sungay, Ganja, and Baku, and Azerbaijans in Gugark and Stepanakert. An independence referendum was held in the region on December 10, 1991, following the revocation of Nagorno-Karabakh's autonomous status. It was boycotted by the Azerbaijani population. However, back then it made up 22.8% of the region's population, and 99.8% participants voted in favor. Following the Soviet Union's collapse, the region descended into outright war in early 1992. Next, we are going to talk about the current situation of Armenian-Azerbaijanian war. In late September 2020, the decade-long conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan over the enclave of Nagorno-Karabakh erupted. First, Turkey offered direct assistance to Azerbaijan, providing both technological and military assistance. While Turkey supported Azerbaijan, Russia, which had been neutral until the war, supported Armenia. Heavy fighting clashed in late September as a result of increased militarization, a failure of mediation efforts, and frequent ceasefire violations by Azerbaijani troops. It was the bloodiest war ever fought. Over 100 soldiers and civilians have been killed and many more have been injured as a result of the fighting. Drones and armored vehicles were crucial in the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. Since the outbreak of hostilities, the Azerbaijani army has lost over 3,000 soldiers. Both countries' foreign ministers were in Moscow in the second week of October to participate in talks mediated by the Russian government. Both parties also agreed to keep talking until a negotiated settlement was reached. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov stated that the truce was reached on humanitarian grounds and that the International Committee of the Red Cross, ICRC, would assist in carrying out humanitarian work. According to Armenian Foreign Minister Zahrab Naskayan, more than 90,000 people from Nagorno-Karabakh, which is 60% of the population, have been displaced since the outset of the war. Next, Azerbaijani missiles and drone strikes have been bombing the territory almost daily, hitting hospitals, churches, and schools. 
Civilian deaths in the territory stand at around 40, while the Karabakh authorities have announced over 1,200 military losses. According to the Azerbaijani government, additional 40,000 people have been displaced within Azerbaijan, over 90 civilians killed. Azerbaijan cities have also been hit by Armenian missiles, including a strike on the town of Barda on the 28th of October that reportedly killed at least 21 people, the deadliest civilian incident of the war so far. Armenia's surrender meant tons of things, including the Armenian Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan agreeing to end the war with Azerbaijan. The peace agreement was signed by Pashinyan, Azerbaijan President Ilham Aliyev, and Russian President Vladimir Putin. Russian peacekeepers will patrol the Lachin Corridor connecting Nagorno-Karabakh. Armenia will withdraw from other contestant territories outside Nagorno-Karabakh. Armenia would also seize control over the Kelbajar region in Afdam. Armenians will withdraw from Lachin except for a five-kilometer-wide corridor. Azerbaijan's got their victory as the Nagorno-Karabakh region was liberated as Azerbaijan's territory from a 30 years long occupation of Armenia. The peace treaty was declared by Vladimir. The peace agreement came after the liberation of Shusha, the historical second largest city in the Nagorno-Karabakh region by the Azerbaijani armed forces. Lastly, in addition to liberating the occupied regions surrounding the Nagorno-Karabakh area, Azerbaijan will continue to control the liberated territories of the Nagorno-Karabakh region, which means that the autonomous region will be smaller than before. The ceasefire agreement had many attachments. Firstly, the two sides have agreed to end the war, which meant exchange of war prisoners. They've also allowed economic and transport, and Russian troops have monitored the ceasefire and the exchange of war prisoners. Next, Armenia has agreed to withdraw from five occupied Azerbaijani areas immediately and will surrender control of the two other areas. The displaced civilians and refugees will return to Nagorno-Karabakh and the surrounding regions under the supervision of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, UNHCR. After, Azerbaijan will not withdraw from the part of Nagorno-Karabakh. It liberated during the last conflict. The most important gain is the liberation of Shusha, since it is known as the cultural center of the Nagorno-Karabakh region. Then Armenia will have the five kilometer wide Lachin corridor connecting Armenia to Karabakh, but the corridor will remain under the control of Russian peacekeeping forces. This meant Armenia would provide a transport and communication line between mainland Azerbaijan and the Nakhchivan Autonomous Republic. I see. This corridor will also allow unrestricted movement of citizens, vehicles, and goods in both directions, and a joint peacekeeping mission consisting of Russian and Turkish armed forces may be established and sent to the region to patrol the front lines. Interesting. Is there any way we can help? There is. The best way and the most accessible way is for everyone to help Armenia raise more awareness and educate ourselves, which leads to more media coverage, and people demanding world leaders to step in. Right. There are so many organizations you can donate to, such as the Armenia Fund, and signing petitions is a fast and easy way to make the world hear the voices of Armenian victims. Remember to always educate yourself before reading any news and make sure your resources are credible. Although one person may not be able to do much, with more people pressuring leaders, Armenia can be free and at peace. 
that's all for today, folks. See you guys next time. And remember to follow at iCast Society on Instagram so we can spread even more awareness about the humanitarian crises going on around the world.